As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate. Hello and welcome to another Cradio interview. My name is Mark Griffin. Today we continue our series of interviews with the team from Catholic Answers. These interviews were recorded during the recent Fighting for the Faith Australian tour brought to you by Perusia. Our second discussion in this three-part series is with Carlo Broussard, a full-time apologist and speaker with Catholic Answers. We took the chance while Carlo was recording interviews for the Voice of Charity Radio to step outside and chat about life working as a Catholic Answers apologist, how to balance family life and ministry, and the importance of nourishing the mind through study. If you missed our previous discussion with Cy Kellett, the host of Catholic Answers Live, please go back through the past podcast to have a listen to that. And also stay tuned in the weeks ahead to hear my discussion with the president of Catholic Answers, Christopher Check. Here now is my chat with Carlo Broussard. Radio. As we continue in our series of discussions with our friends from Catholic Answers who are currently visiting and speaking around Australia, joining me now is the Catholic Answers apologist and speaker, Carlo Broussard. Carlo, thanks for being here. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me, brother. It's fantastic to have you here. Now, we spoke uh, a few weeks back uh, through Voice of Charity Radio here in Australia in anticipation of the upcoming conference. And and, And and here we are. And and here we are now. (laughs) That's it. Having finished the conference leg of the tour, and you've done a few other events as well. You've done some pub talks. You did a talk down in in the Wollongong Diocese as well. The gong. The gong. That's it. You're learning. This is great. (laughs) Um, What are your impressions, though, of Australia? Is it what you expected it to be? I, I don't know... I don't know if I really had any expectations, but I will say this, that everyone has been so warm and welcoming. Like, that's sort of the one thing that I'm getting the impression of. Some good folks around here. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Some good old people, as we'd say in Louisiana. And are, in you find, are you finding the faith in Australia? Well, for those who are attending the events, both the conference and the pub talk and the talk in Wollongong, the faith is vibrant, like, and it's strong too. Like those who are coming, they're very faithful Catholics sure. who love the church. They love the faith, and they're hungry, right? They are hungering for truth and for some meat and some potatoes, man. And they're wanting the good, solid substance sure. of our Catholic faith. And that's one of the things that I'm walking away with that is very vibrant. And I must say this, it's been such a great experience so far that I don't want it to stop. It's like, <laughs> this is great stuff and I can't wait to come back. So that's Charbel, bring me back. That's the ultimate tick of <laughs> approval. We're happy to hear it. Hey man, I can't wait to do it again. Now, well, we, we very much look forward in anticipation to the next trip, and hopefully this is the first of many in, in collaboration so, yes. with Catholic Answers. Now, you gave some really powerful presentations over the course of the conference we've just finished, and you covered topics such as relativism, salvation, uh, finding joy in suffering, and you even gave a topic, uh, a talk on the topic of the four levels of manhood. You yes. gave a, an address to the, the men's group there. Yeah. During the breakout sessions, and as you were speaking with audience members, how did you find them? How did they respond to those presentations? Because I myself, having heard a lot of those, just found them incredibly um, powerful and, yeah. and inspirational, if you like. Yeah. What, what did you think the response was there in the room on the day? Yeah, well, it was very positive, first and foremost. But one of the ideas uh, that came across was, man, we've been longing for this sort of stuff. And like, we don't, we're not really getting it. And so like, now that we're getting it, this is great. And so they're like buying the books and buying the resources and wanting to wanting more, right? Sure. Wanting more. 
So great positive feedback and the breakout sessions as well as the plenary sessions, you know, so just a great buzz, man. Wonderful. People are just fired up. And for me, the highlight of the conference was actually the, the Q&A panels. Yes, and discussions as, at the as end. everyone the, else said. The dynamic was. between you guys, you obviously do this day in, day out over yeah. at, at We home. have great camaraderie, great love for each other. You but know, but I think that, 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 that very clearly comes through Beautiful. in the way you present. And and it's actually something uh, Chris Check mentioned. Uh, he's the president of Catholic Answers. He's mentioned a couple of times over the course of the conference that that metric of joy, that that yeah. measure of joy, right. and, and you know something is good and solid when you see the joy just flowing through it. Mm-hmm. That that's just overwhelmingly there when it comes to you and the oh, team from Catholic Answers. There's just yeah. a sense of pure joy at the opportunity yeah. that you guys have sure. to be preaching the gospel. And the energy that comes with that. How do you guys maintain that energy? Obviously, you've just done a, a massive flight. That's probably the furthest you've flown in any one sitting. How do you back up and, and front up to the conference the day after you land with this joy and energy that's just oozing Yeah, out of that's your... a great question. You know, people ask me that a lot. And I just say it's Jesus, man. <laughs> it's the grace of God, right? Sure. But uh, also, too, because, like, for me personally, I just get excited when I study theology and philosophy and when I speak about theology and philosophy. That's when I come alive. Sure. My interest is, I don't know, I can talk about sports and football or whatever, at least American football, not your football, whatever you We've call got it, so rugby, many rugby league, AFL, whatever it is. So many codes. <laughs> uh, so I could talk about that stuff, but that doesn't float my boat. It doesn't get me excited. But sure. when I talk about theology and philosophy and our Lord's love for us and the revelation that he's given to us and the teachings of the church and what reality is and answering those big questions of life, that's what excites me. Sure. And so I don't care if it's just one person in an audience or a thousand person people in the audience I'm gonna be excited sure I get excited about it when I'm thinking about it in the shower yes. or when I'm brushing my teeth or when I'm you know just reading the book I get excited about this stuff and so it's just something that a grace that God has given me to have a great interest in this and so when I talk about it um, yeah it just comes alive in fact when I rehearse sometimes there's some talks where I have to rehearse my presentation in preparation for a talk like for example at Catholic Answers in the office I'll go in the library and I'll rehearse my presentation in preparation for our conference our national annual conference sure and like people pick on me because they see me hooting and hollering and like jumping <laughs> up and down and, and like as if I was talking to somebody because I just get excited about sure. it. Sure, I mean, it's a, a lot of fun. That's actually an interesting point you bring up because obviously you guys are, are full of knowledge and, and full of experience, but that's that doesn't come without a lot of hard work. And you mentioned yes. rehearsing, but what sort of study have yeah. you done to get to the point where you are now? Well, I, I, like I tell everybody this, every waking moment that I'm not giving attention to my wife and five kids, I'm studying, period. Right. The only other time outside of that that I'm not studying is I'm in the gym lifting weights. Sure. And apart from that, I'm doing what I can to, to research Keeping and to study. the yeah. mind healthy, the body healthy. Feeding the mind, feeding the intellect. Now, every once in a while, I may binge watch Netflix or something like that <laughs> with my wife, you know. <laughs> what's, what's your go-to program? We love Blue Bloods. Okay. It's this, you know, the movie of the Catholic family and they're like all in the New York Police Department. And for the most part, you know, they get some of the Catholic things right. But just the idea of the wisdom and the strength of the father figure there. So we enjoy it. That's kind of our binge watching. Fantastic. And and I will say this, The Flash. I enjoy The Flash. (laughs) (laughs) While while you're on the... 
the subject of family. Now, you're a father of five, am I right? Yeah, five, 15 now, to two. Firstly, God bless you and your wife for that witness to Thank life, you. which is so important in, Amen. in the world today. Something I do like to ask uh, people who are in your line of work, but who are parents at the same time, um, is how do you balance the demand of the, the mission and your family as a parent myself? Yeah. I see my first commitment as to my family, but that does mean that there right. are some... Sacrifices we have to make. Sacrifices that go with that. And on both sides as well, yeah. my family makes sacrifice for the work that we're doing, knowing that it's important. But there are also, um, I suppose, events and, and different things that, that I'm not able to make myself available right. to, acknowledging that there is sure. something more important to do at that point. So, so how do you keep the mission aspect going, acknowledging that there is a, a higher commitment at the same time? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a partnership with my wife, right? So my wife is on board and knowing that this is mission work and that she is giving me her blessing to mm -hmm. go and do this work, you know, to be away, like for, for this trip, for being away for a couple of weeks, you know, I missed a couple of flag football games of my nine-year-old, sure. you know, and so I've missed a couple of birthdays before, you know, so we do what we can to work around that, you know, mm -hmm. but she's on board yep. and whenever daddy goes out, she holds down the fort with the five kids, you know, and, yeah. And uh, and then I come home and try to give her some time to relax, you know, and sure. get away or whatnot. Uh, so yeah, it's just a partnership, you know. And when I am home, it's a matter. It is a tip, it is a hardship. It is a trial to get out the life of the mind, because I live my life in the mind, right? To get out the life of the mind and to have be attentive to and present to my wife and five kids, that's, that's hard, that's difficult. Yeah. And it's always an ongoing battle to do that. And so by God's grace, you know, sometimes uh, I overcome those temptations to want to study when I should be playing with my kid. Sure. But every now and then I try to do both hands. So if I'm rocking my two-year-old and he's like going to sleep on yes. my shoulder, I have a book in the other hand reading. Yes, I, I can relate. I can definitely relate to that. And every time you try to turn the page, he ends up waking up. That's so you got to put him back to sleep. That's, right, yeah. that's, that's probably not the most effective time to be reading, but you, you fit it in where you can. That's right. That's but right. I think it is very important to acknowledge that uh, for the work you do and for the work that we're doing at Perusia, there are people behind the scenes that that aren't seen and there are families behind this that are just as important as what Amen. it is that we're doing on, on that Amen. front line in this instance. Yeah, speaking behind the scenes, you know, I'm just so grateful to all of the staff at our organization, Catholic Answers. I mean, I would not be able to do what I do and achieve the goals that I'm achieving, nor any of the apologists would, able, would be able to do so without the support of our staff. Sure. I mean, the, my books and my products are just as much a fruit of my hard work as it is theirs, sure. right? Uh, and so I'm just so grateful to the Catholic Answers team and all the hard work that they put into all of these projects and the help that they offer me and the other apologists so that we can get out and proclaim the message of our, the beauty of our Catholic faith and That's the good news of Jesus Christ. That's fantastic. Know? And it is quite a big team now at Catholic Answers. Yeah, it? we have like right at 50 employees on staff on sure. site, you know, and that's, that's not including those that we hire outside of the building, you Absolutely. know. That's, that's fantastic. Now, you, you mentioned the books there. Uh, you've written a couple of books now. Yep. Uh, the first one's Prepare the Way. I think 
overcoming Over obstacles to the faith, is that right? Overcoming obstacles to God, the gospel, and the church, okay. yeah. So obstacles to truth, God, Jesus, Christianity, and the church. So that, that was your first book. You actually book one. just released or in the process of releasing brand the, the brand new. new. Unfortunately, we yeah. didn't have it here in Australia we did not. yet, but do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so that came out end of September. The title is Meeting the Protestant Challenge how to answer 50 biblical objections to Catholic beliefs. So the idea is that the old challenge is where is that in the Bible? Mm -hmm. And that's a challenge that Catholics have met in scores, right? Since the advent of the modern apologetics movement with our founder, Carl Keating, right? And what's interesting about that challenge is that a Catholic isn't necessarily required to meet that challenge because it operates on the Protestant doctrine of sola scriptura. Mm -hmm. And the Catholic could simply respond and say, well, I don't need to show you where it's at in the Bible because I have sacred tradition and church teaching, right? Sure. That's not going to be persuasive for our Protestant friends, but at least it's coherent within our worldview. Mm -hmm. Whereas the challenge that I meet in my book is how can the Catholic Church teach X, fill in the blank for a belief, mm -hmm. when the Bible says Y? And this is a challenge, it's, it's claimed that a particular belief of ours actually contradicts sacred scripture. And that's a challenge that we must meet as Catholics because if we believe anything, it at least can't contradict sacred scripture because we acknowledge sacred scripture to be that, sacred scripture inspired by God. So we, we believe what Jesus says, you know, that we can't nullify the word of God, right, with traditions of men. And so we must meet this challenge. So what I do is I take 50 of these challenges and teach you how to show that this belief of ours as Catholics does not contradict a particular Bible passage alleged by our Protestant friends. And I show how you can reconcile those two. And then, of course, I give positive biblical evidence for the Catholic belief. And that really is a question that we, that the big question, I know we spoke a little bit about this when we chatted a few weeks ago on Voice of Charity, is that question of authority. Yes. Um, they claim that the Bible is the authority. Soul authority. The soul authority, yet they can't show where the Bible says that because it's that not true, there. Because it's not there. And they are claiming that we add all of these things in right. and, and try and supplement the Bible where the Bible didn't need it. But that, that's, that is the real, that's the sticking point. And everything seems to stem from that. Every issue every i suppose yes. um, dispute that we have with with our protestant friends sort of stems from that place that it's the question of authority yes yes and of course as catholics we traditionally appeal to those texts where christ invests the apostles with authority to teach to govern to sanctify such as matthew 18 15 through 17 but of course that centralized authority in saint peter that visible principle and source of unity for the College of the Twelve, as well as the whole Church of God. And, and, and that's Matthew 16, 18 through 19, for those listening who are interested. Another resource I find might be useful at this point as well is something that your colleague Jimmy Aiken has just released, The Bible is a Catholic Book. Yes, So that I suppose book, touches yes. on that. And for your listeners out there, I would highly recommend that they get a hold of that book. It, uh, an easy read, but very profound and in-depth. And to get a bit of a summary from Jimmy on it himself, I think at the moment at catholic.com, there's actually a video of Jimmy explaining. Yeah, there's like a little, little mini of, course that he's doing yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah so, so that's just another useful resource along those lines. Um, we might just go back to the conference setting just for a minute. Um, it's very easy to get swept up in the energy and the, and the joy of a conference setting mm -hmm. and to be really excited about going and spreading that message further. But the reality is as soon as you step out of the, the venue, it's not as simple as that. Amen to that. Once brother. all the like-minded people are gone from around <laughs> you and you're up against it with someone who is challenging you, yeah. 
how do we approach that? How do we take mm. that energy when we're in this this new setting and and be strong yeah. and stand up for the faith? Yeah, that's that's a million dollar question right there, Mark. You know, we constantly talk about retreats. Right? I remember when I was a teenager or you know a younger. Uh, you're teenager, young, and then into my young adult years, and you always go to retreats and stuff, and you get that spiritual high, right? Sure. And then you get home, and then it, it kind of hits bottom, rock bottom. One of my recommendations, and what's helped me in my life's journey, my faith journey, was, yeah, you experience the joy and excitement at the conference, but in order, obviously, you're never going to keep that same level of excitement and enthusiasm, right? Our faith is not based on feelings, okay? So we're, we're grateful to the Lord Jesus, for giving us those opportunities to experience Him in an experiential way like that. But we have to recognize that we're not going to stay on the high sure. the entire time in the relationship with Jesus. Just like the infatuation stages initially between my wife and I are not present now. It's different, right? There's an, a different emotional uh, reaction and response and experience in marriage than it was before marriage in the courtship year or courtship days, right? So we have to recognize that first. But in order to sustain that constant encounter with Jesus, we have to be employing the sacraments because therein lies uh, our source and power and grace, the Eucharist and frequenting the sacrament of reconciliation. But I am a big fan and a big believer in frequenting, uh, nourishing the mind okay. and feeding the mind with study of studying the catechism, studying the Bible, studying philosophy if you can, right? Because I'm a big fan of philosophy, right? Studying theology and, and accessing the resources that Perusia Media can offer and that we offer at Catholic Answers in order to feed the mind because in feeding the mind, the mind needs truth, right? Jesus said it himself, we, uh, we live by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God, not by bread alone, right? So, we have, so that which comes from God's mouth, His word, we need to feed ourselves and nourish ourselves with that word in the mind and studying and in my own experience through that study it's allowed me to continually have that experience of delight uh, and in that encounter with truth which is going to uh, bring about a sense of delight and satisfaction because that's what we're made for sure. and that's that's sort of what sustains me on my journey it's interesting that you go there because I had a a similar experience with my father. I actually left school when I was 16 and I, I went out into the working world and, and my parents were hesitant at, at that decision, but they, they supported. But one thing my dad said to me was, I'm going to support you in this decision so long as you keep up the spiritual reading, so long as you, you keep up. Because we, we, I was at a fairly solid school and we, we got a lot of that um, day to day in the environment. He didn't want me to lose out, that, lose out on that experience because I was now leaving the school. So that was right. actually one of the things he, he highlighted to me was Beautiful. important. And if dad, you're listening, I'm catching up. I'm making up for lost time. I, I, I wasn't great at it, but I did my best, but I'm very much making up for lost time now. So awesome. no, very important to, to stay connected. And, and that's also why I suppose a lot of young people fall away from the church because they've come down from the buzz of a youth group, whatever. And, and then they feel yeah. that the church isn't relevant. I know this came up at the conference as well. Yeah. And a lot of times they just don't know where to turn to for the help and the resources to keep their faith nourished sure. and to keep it strong. Yeah. But still very important to be to yeah. seeking that out. And right. hopefully at Perusia and with well, it's just like answers. the physical world and the natural world, right? If we don't feed the body, it's going to die. Exactly. If we don't feed the soul with truth, and with grace, God's grace through the sacraments, the soul's going to starve. Yeah, yeah. Now, a question I've been asking all your other colleagues from Catholic Answers as part of this discussion series, it's a two-part question. 
Where do you hope to see yourself in 10 years? And where do you hope to see Catholic Answers in 10 years from now? I don't know, and I don't know. <laughs> Period. Honest, honest to God truth. Listen, I, I really don't know. I, God's will be done, right? And I'm, I'm trying to follow Jesus day by day. And I am, I'll be honest with you, naturally, I don't have big vision. I don't, that's just not, that's not a natural gift that I have. Like sure. Charbel, yes. man, he's got big vision, right? He he's does. got the vision gift, he okay? Does indeed, yes. and, and praise <laughs> God. I don't have that. So I focus on the task that Jesus gives me at hand, and I do my best to fulfill that task at hand, trusting that if I stay close to him, and stay close to the Spirit and allow the Spirit to guide and lead me and to discern correctly that I'll recognize the task at hand that comes up next. And that's just simply my role. God has not put me in a role to where I need to have vision. And so I fulfill the task that He provides for me at hand. I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm an apologist, and I'm a speaker. And whatever project is on the table currently, I work my best. I do my best to succeed at that. Yeah. No, I really appreciate and, that response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just the honest to God truth. And with 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 regard to Catholic answers, uh, I'm just so blessed to be riding this wave. Sure. And so I'll ride this wave as long as I can. And wherever the powers that be and our Captain Chris Check at the helm leads the ship. I'm just grateful to be on the ship and I'll, I'll, I'll stay on the ship as long as they keep me on and don't make me walk the plank. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And we're, we're happy that you're there at this point in time well, as well. I'm blessed so, to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Now, for, for anybody that, that would like to follow uh, Carlo and, and the work that Catholic Answers are doing, uh, at Perusia, we, we aim to have as many of these resources available in Australia and hopefully your new book here soon. But you can check us out at perusiamedia.com. Uh, you can also visit catholic.com and there's always blogs and articles and also a whole batch of resources available there as well. Yes, and then all of my stuff, because my stuff at catholic.com, we got so much content, it kind of gets lost within like two hours. Sure, <laughs> yes. So all of my stuff is located in one place at carlobroussard.com. So that's K-A-R-L-O-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D. Com. Beautiful. And your appearances, your regular appearances on Catholic Answers Live will, right. will, will continue yeah. and you'll pop up from time to time on Catholic Answers Focus. So there's many ways to, to get in touch with you and, Indeed. and to learn from, from your wisdom. And thank you so much for what it is that hey, you guys are doing you, at Catholic Answers. You're We're welcome. praying for you. Thank you. We ask that you pray for us down here as well. And we, we look forward to the next opportunity to work together. Thank you, Mark. God bless you. God bless you.